Friday, I was doing this one thing, and Monday, I was doing something else. There was no easing into it or anything like that. It was uh, a clean, you know, clean break. You're listening to a special edition of the Dare to Be Different podcast. On this episode, Joe talks with Zach Garner of Reaching World Podcast all about his Shark Tank experience. Enjoy. So we are super honored to have Joe from Flex Screen on Reaching World Podcast Season 4. Joe, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our podcast listeners? Sure. Uh, my name is Joe Altieri, and, and I am uh, the inventor and uh, president of Flex Screen, which is a window screen company, which typically is not very sexy, um, but uh, we have kind of a cool product, and we were recently on Shark Tank, which makes suddenly makes window screen something that, something that people want to talk about, which is fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's who I am. And I'm sure we'll dig into that a little bit more here as, as we go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive into a little bit. Tell sure. us about the journey that what brought you into the market that you are today. Um, and you know, what the aha moment that you had building this business and brand, because obviously now it's getting nationwide recognition and acknowledgement saying, holy cow, this guy's brilliant. But I know, <laughs> you know there's just years and years of grinding to get to where you are today. So take us on that journey a little bit. Sure. How you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I, I've been in the window industry for, for about 20 years. So I, um, I was an independent sales rep. I was selling pieces and parts to window manufacturers. And uh, one of the things that window manufacturers buy a lot is window screens. So if there's a window um, gets produced and you want them on your house, it comes with a window screen. It's one of those things that people don't think about, but, but there they are. And so there, were, there are inherent problems with traditional window screens. And being a salesperson that sold window screens, I was faced with those problems every day. And, and mainly it's, it's damage of window screens. So if, if you have windows on your house, I assume, um, you know, they, they scratch easy, they dent easy, you know, they're paying to get in and out. So I decided almost eight years ago now to just as a hobby, try to come up with the, the a better mousetrap, try to come up with, with a product that, that uh, still had the same function, but didn't, didn't have the inherent problems. And so uh, after a couple years in my garage, I emerged with what I call my bubblegum and duct tape prototype. And, and because I was fortunately in the industry, I was able to show it off to, to some people and get real feedback, not like, oh yeah, that's a great idea, but this is, this is real world, you, you know, if you, can, if you can build it, we will come sort of feedback. And so uh, a little over five years ago, um, about six years ago now, we actually, um, I got a group of investors together and we, said, let's create a company around this product. And uh, I stopped what I was doing. So big jump. So, you know, it was one of those burn the ships type of moments. You know, there was no going back. And um, from there, you know, we went from our first year, again, if you've watched the Shark Tank uh, episode, we went from $400,000 to, um, you know, our estimates for last year. And, and they're still, we're still figuring out we're, we're around 10 million uh, in sales over in five years. So definitely a, a huge jump um, over the last couple of years. That's incredible. Yeah, That's thanks. super inspirational for me. And I know a lot of our listeners. And um, so you had to make that decision to burn the, bro burn the boats. Like sometimes as a business owner, we don't know when we should do that. So when did you know, like, okay, this is it. I'm going to go for it. Because, um, you know, you get those mentors, like the big guy dogs, like Grant Cardone, those type of sure. people are like, hey, make sure your money's right first. Make You know, once you're 
business is making as much as your income was from your nine to five, then make the jump. But like, how did you know when to make the leap? So for me personally, I mean, first, first of all, you know, for us to get started, there was a big investment. So it was, it wasn't a, um, you know, hey, I'm going to borrow $5,000 off a of grandma and start a business. You know, this was, uh, you know, a, a million dollar plus investment to get started. So uh, the money guys made made a big decision for me in a lot of ways, you, you know, because it was, look, if we're going to invest this, you have to be invested as well. So I had to, I had to make that jump. Now, the bigger decision was when I would go and talk to my wife about this crazy thing that I invented in the garage that they were a part of, you know, my, my wife and family, they knew what was going on. You know, they would bring dinner out to me at my little workshop. Um, but, but where I said, this is the, the decision we have to make. If we want this to be successful, I can no longer do this other thing, which means that our financial security is at risk. And so that was a bigger, that was a bigger decision. It was, you know, when to actually have that conversation with my wife than to actually do it. But, but she's always been so supportive. I, I've, you know, we come from, both of us come from a long line of, of entrepreneurial um, parents and grandparents. So uh, having that, we weren't, we're not risk averse. And so it was one of those like, look, if this is, doesn't work out, we'll figure, we'll, we'll figure out the next step. You know, we're not going to have, no one's going to come take the house. If I have to go sell cars, if I have to go do something, I'll make sure that the fine, the family is, is okay. Um, so there, there's a lot of trust in, in myself that had to happen to, to take that risk. So, um, but it was, it was, you know, Friday I was doing this one thing and Monday I was doing something else. There was no easing into it or anything like that. It was uh, a clean, you know, clean break. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. That's incredible. Let's talk about, um, cause obviously to get to where you are in that many sales, growing a business, you know, getting your name and brand on Shark Tank, there's obstacles you have to overcome all the time as entrepreneurs. So talk to us about an obstacle or two you've had to overcome and what gives you that motivation on the daily, weekly, monthly basis to per- persevere through those obstacles. Yeah. And so, help inspire and motivate your listeners. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the first thing is, uh, you, you know, you have to have, uh, you have to have passion. You know, you, you have to really, any of the obstacles that come, especially as a, as an entrepreneur of a young company, it, stuff happens. You know, it's, it's, you know, a promised um, purchase order doesn't come through, you know, an investor backs out or they're not willing to, to refund or, or, you know, you have a, 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 you know, a manufacturing partner that lets you down, whatever the case may be, there's these obstacles that come. And the fact of the matter is you have, you have this opportunity almost on a daily or weekly basis to give up. And, and you have to have this passion that, that drives you forward um, or it just doesn't work because you'll take one of those opportunities. I, you know, I, I've, I've talked with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs over this journey that, that I've been on, you know, both for, for mentorship and, and then also just to just to hear their stories and, and try to glean a little bit out of those. And what I hear universally is I gave up too soon. Um, that's, that, it's almost everybody that I've, that I've heard that have, have, has given up, they've given up like right before something would have broken and hindsight, they go, man, if I could have just held off for another month or another six months, this would have happened and my business would have turned around. You know, that's the, that's the first thing. Um, you know, the, the other side of it too is, you know, 
there, there are businesses, and I hate to say it like this, that are just, they're born to fail. Like it just wasn't, there wasn't a good idea. Um, it just, the, the obstacles were so great that it's just like, man, the, the world is, is telling me something here. And, I, and that's the other side that I've heard is I've heard some people say, you know, I, I gr- tried to grind this out and I probably sh- you know, I probably should have looked around and got some mentors and had some people look at my business from the outside. Because a lot of times, um, and I'll tell you some Shark Tank stories that, that kind of go along with this. There's a lot of times that people from the outside see things that we don't, and they can give you some really good advice to say, you know, like, dude, you're like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you thinking there? Or from the other side, like, keep going, man. Keep, keep pounding away. So um, are we having an, a, a technical issue? Sorry. I just want to make sure audio is still coming in really clear. Okay. I think we had some, some video stuff. So hopefully they'll get it, get it worked out here. The, the, the uh, you got to love editing so that we can, we can make sure that this works. Um, if not, we can, uh, oh, yeah. we'll just we'll put the audio out. So anyway, yeah, we'll make it nice and clean. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you know, along those lines, you know, I had a chance to talk with a lot of the shark tank companies that were out filming with me. And, you know, as, as we were, having conversations and, you know, they were talking about their, their business, you know, looking from the outside, sometimes we get so, we, we get so disillusioned with our, our business that um, we think, and you, we see it over and over and over again on Shark Tank. People come in with valuations that just, they can't, they're, they're not realistic or, or a business plan that just isn't sustainable or isn't well thought out. And I would, I had lunch with a, a couple of them and it's just, you look at it and go, like, are you really asking for that? That's really what you're going in front of these brilliant, you know, these brilliant people. And you're going to, you do have $50,000 in sales and you have a $10 million valuation in your company. Is that, is that realistic? And so, um, so I think, like you said, I, I think a lot of times that adversity um, shouldn't necessarily cause us to quit, but maybe it should just have us bring some outside influence in to say, Hey, look, let's, let's take a look at this and make sure that we're um, seeing this through the proper you know, proper perspective. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a great insight. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, obviously as you've been building this brand and business, it's growing nationwide. You've had some ups and downs like we talked about. Sure. Um, also you've had some highlights. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of those highlights. Obviously recently I watched you on Shark Tank, which was probably a great highlight for you and your naming brand out there, but yeah, it's going to be hard, it's gonna be hard to top that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's, let's jump into that then. Let's talk about the journey of Shark Tank. Like, you know, cause there's lots of lines and traveling and lots of things that go into getting on Shark Tank sure. that uh, a lot of people go through, but you kind of have a unique experience with Shark Tank, right? We talked about it off off the recording, off the record about your journey getting on Shark Tank. So tell us a little about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, they actually reached out to us, um, which again is, is rare. You know, most most companies have to go through, you know, they have to wait in line. They have to do the the cattle calls or send in the application and go through that process. We, we were able to skip quite a bit of, of of that side of things because they, they found us on social media. The power of social media, um, is so untapped in the business world. Um, it's, it's incredible. Some people get it, but, but, but Joe, you're a, you're a screen company. I'm a screen How, company. Like, social media is so influential for you. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things. People that, don't realize social media is the way to do it. 
It's free marketing. It's it's free marketing. It's free marketing or, or very inexpensive marketing. And especially for, you know, we talk with, uh, you know, I talk with local companies and I'm like, man, I had an entire country that I had to, to cover with my social media and, and, and any ads that we ran, which was very minimal. Like if you're in a little, if you're in a, a, a small market, like the ad spend, like the things to do to get your, your, your name out there are so inexpensive compared to traditional marketing. Like, come on, do social media. Um, and, and for us that, that took some commitment. You know what I mean? We had to, you know, we had to put ourselves out there. You know, I had to, um, be willing to be a little bit vulnerable with our company. Cause we, we, we don't just put out you know, like, Hey, buy flex screen. We, we actually got a, a little glimpse behind the scenes of our company and, and things like that to, to make it, uh, we have a, we have something that we talk about, like, you know, be the TV show, not the commercial. That's one, something that we talk about a lot. Like, you, you know, nobody wants to have commercials on their social media all the time, but yeah. So, so we made a big commitment, um, a little over a year ago to say, look, social media is the only place that we can afford to, to, to get our name out. And Shark Tank found us through that social media and we weren't targeting them. We weren't going after them, but, uh, they just saw a product, you know, through one of the social media channels and said, man, this, this would be, and again, that's, that's rare, but it does show the power of this thing that is in front of us that so many people don't, don't capitalize on. So uh, but yeah, so they, they found us. Then we uh, we had a, a, an amazing producing team that got assigned to us. Once once they uh, we, you send in some videos, this is all part of the process. But you send in some videos. Once they said, "Hey, this is a guy that actually might make it onto the show," they assign a producing team to you, and they walk you through the rest of the process. And their whole job is to get you on that show. But it's um it's a rigorous process. Even from us who got to skip a little bit of it, they um they want to make good TV. You know, and, and, and it's very important that they have the tools to, to do that. And there has to be a, a story behind it and there has to be some drama behind it. It's, it's Shark Tank. And so, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a, an amazing experience for sure. That's awesome. So how long ago did you record that episode? And then it just came out like, uh, what, like three weeks ago? Yeah. So it was June. So we, we recorded in June out in LA. And so then um, what happens is you kind of sit on that information. You're not allowed to talk about it. You're, um, you're not allowed to advertise it. And you also don't know if and when you will air. Um, again, it's, it's a TV show. So if something went wrong in the shooting, if there was some reason that they wanted to push a screen product from this season to next season, that's all at their discretion. And so until three weeks out, which is when we started announcing it, we have no idea if and when we're going to air and we can't talk about it. So it's a terrible secret to be, to hold on to, but, uh, but we're, yeah, I'm glad that that part is over. So now we're just dealing with the after effects of Shark Tank, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. What, talk to us about that. Like what happened, you know, once it aired and these few weeks following, um, I mean, once it aired, I mean, the, the Shark Tank effect is very real. I mean, the 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 amount of notoriety that that we've gotten has been overwhelming. Um, you, you know, the, we are our, our business has two aspects of it. One is the retail side, and you know, selling to homeowners, and then one is is we sell direct to the window manufacturers, so they put it on their windows before they ship out. So the retail side 
absolutely blew up. I mean, our, the website traffic went through the roof. Um, you know, and this isn't screen season. You know, window screens are typically a spring and summer type of product. And I had three people in customer service do nothing but answer phones for 10 hours a day for that first week because it was just millions of people saw the show and they had questions. So they were calling in and, and we were trying to answer. And I'm, I'm one of those guys that I hate notifications on my phone and my email. I try to get, I try to get my email list done every single night. And for three weeks, I've gone to bed with unread emails, which is, like I said, that has not happened since I started this company, but I just, it's hard to keep up. So we, we, and we've had a, a amazing, I've, I've had a, uh, you know, been able to connect with some of the other Shark Tank entrepreneurs and, and talk with them, which has been fantastic. But I've also been able to connect uh, with a, uh, you know, a lot of business people that, that are starting businesses, people that have inventions, you know, things like that. And I just, as a disclaimer, I cannot send something to Lori Grenier, just, just so, so all of your people, but you know, I am, I'm more than willing to help anyone that is on the same path with me. I'm, I'm learning just like everybody else is. And there's people that are much further ahead that I get to learn from. And so if I can help somebody out and people are willing to be patient with me right now, as, as I'm a little bit buried, but reach out, I'd, I'd love to help. I'd, I'd love to you know, give that outside perspective. And, and I am an inventor, which again is, is a weird thing to say. I don't think of myself like that, but I've learned a lot through that process. And so if I can't help some people out, I'd love to do that. Short of sending your invention to Lori Grenier or Shark Tank, which I cannot do. But other than that, I'd love to help. So That's awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. So yeah, talk to so our listeners who haven't seen Joe's episode of Flex Screen on Shark Tank. It's on season eleven. It is season uh, eleven, episode ten. Episode ten. Yeah. Be sure to go check that out today and tonight, and jump on his website. Joe, where can our uh, listeners learn more about your product, and your brand, and your company? Like best website, social media platform, and things like that to to reach out to you and your business. Yeah. So so we have a couple things going on. So if you go to flexscreen.com, you can learn about our, our product and and uh, that's our e-commerce. Um, you know, that's our, so if you want to order some screens in the middle of January, go for it. We'd love to sell you some screens. Um, we also have uh, joealtieri.com. So we, we actually do a podcast and, and things like that. Um, our podcast is called Dare to be Different, and it's all about living an exceptional life. So it's not necessarily business-based. There's business aspects to it, but it's more about the personal um you know, the personal values that, that we, um, my wife and I, and, and I have some other guests that come in that um, we just talk about living life not normal, which most of your listeners, I'm sure, have exactly that same type of mentality. And we, we base it off of five key values, which is adventurous, honest, passionate, healthy, and grateful. And so they can they can search for the Dare to Be Different podcast. And we'll actually be putting this out if it's okay with you. We're going to cross-promote a little bit. I'd love to put this out on our, our podcast platform. Um, because this is Absolutely. part of our, our adventure is, you know, getting to know other, um, you know, other groups out there that, that uh, we can you know, help to influence and learn from. So, um, but again, joealtieri.com, which is J-O-E-A-L-T-I-E-R-I.com, or they can search for the, the um, Dare to Be Different podcast on their podcast provider of choice. choice. So... Perfect. Perfect. So, Joe, obviously business owners like you and myself, we get into it initially... Um, to create freedom, create more business, create more money than we could at a desk job or normal nine to five. So um, now that you're starting to establish that, you know, money may not be the motivation now, or it may still be. Um, talk to us about the legacy that you want to be remembered by within this business of FlexStream, because obviously there's a legacy that you can create within sure. your own family. 
Um, but let's talk about the business side of it. What do you what do you want to be remembered by? What do you want FlexScreen to be remembered by by the market and by you know long after you're gone? So um, I mean, first of all, we're you know we're well on the path of of making traditional screens obsolete. So uh, you know, again, that's that's a screen geek sort of thing. Like we want every window to have FlexScreen on it, and and that's a that's a real. Um, you know, traditional window screens were patented over a hundred years ago, like nothing has changed. So there, this is a real potential that we could be on the majority of, of, of windows, which essentially we change an industry. Um, that's a very lofty goal. Um, but we're, like I said, that's, that's our ultimate, that's our ultimate goal. You know, from the other side, I, um, you know, I'm a, I became a grandfather about a year ago. Um, so I have some, some little guys that, that, um, you know, I want to leave something behind for them and not just, not just, cash or not just a business, but some, some lessons. And that's one of the reasons we do our podcast is to leave some, you know, historical thing behind for our kids and our grandkids to say, wow, this, this guy was just another, you know, my grandfather was just another guy and he went through these challenges and man, maybe I can learn something from that. And, um, one of the things that we, we as, as far as my whole staff has a passion and passion for is legitimately helping other people. And that's not just in our industry, that's, um, you know, we, we want to serve our community, serve our, our industry and serve anybody that, that can benefit from our, our story. So, I mean, that's, again, these are big lofty things. I want to change the world, you know, but, but that's like in deep down, that is, um, what we want to do now, again, all of that to say, I want to take care of my family financially. And, you know, if somebody comes in and buys flex screen and I can buy, you know, an island down in the Bahamas, that's great. That's a, but that isn't necessarily our goal. That's, that's not the, the reason that, that I come into work every day. Yeah, absolutely. And as, as business owners and entrepreneurs, people don't realize that, you know, what's the statistic? It's huge, right? Like most businesses do fail within so yeah. many years, right? Of yeah, being it's a in staggering, the business, so. staggering number. Yeah. <laughs> I always like, I, I hear individuals like yourself and others say like, you know, I failed enough times till I figured it out, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so let's talk about that. Let's, let's get some motivation to our listeners to realize that failure is part of the process, part of the journey, part of the learning um, curve that it takes to be successful. So if comfortable, maybe share an experience that you did fail at and what lesson you learned from that. And then what advice would you tell maybe a struggling entrepreneur or advice you would tell yourself if you could go back and talk to your 21-year-old self sure. and give yourself advice, like, um, so the, the biggest failure that you, and lesson that you learned and then advice that you'd give yourself back in the day. Yeah, so, so in the, the, the flex screen journey, uh, probably the, the biggest issue that I had was expecting things to happen faster than they did. They did. So, you know, when, um, you know, to get the investment, I went around to a bunch of, of window manufacturers, customers got letters of, of um, you know, short of blanket purchase orders or anything like that, because there was a product that had never been made before that, but it was just like a, just letters of interest. Um, and I set those down in front of my investors and said, we're going to make a million dollars in a year. Um, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but that's, you know, that's, that's what you say to investors. I, I hate to say it like that, but that's, that's the vision you have to cast. And, and I honestly believed it. It wasn't, I was, I wasn't blowing smoke, but you know, I, I say this all the time. I'm going to write a book that's that's called the slow yes almost killed me you know so you know we, we would go into customers and say hey remember you wrote this letter and they're like yeah that's great uh, you know we're on board 
later. You know what I mean? Or, or yes, but. And, and so there were always these caveats or these slowdowns or these speed bumps that happened. You know, we didn't have a $400,000 um, first year in our budget. That was that was tremendously low. You know, we were supposed to be up way up over a million dollars based off of the, the commitments that we had. And so, you know, things just didn't happen as, as fast, which led to, of course, you know, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of um, questions from investors, you know, things like that. So, I mean, the first piece of advice would be hedge hard when it comes to, you know, your your sales and, and your, your income ability and, and things like that. You know, have a very realistic expectation and then probably cut it in half is <laughs> probably, uh, because again, if, if your expectations are X, um, but you need, you know, 50% of X to survive, you're probably in a, in a, in a good place. If you need X to happen and X doesn't happen, that's, that's tough. So you, you, you want to, you want to be a little bit conservative, uh, probably a lot conservative with those opening, you know, that, that opening anticipation of what's going to happen with the business. And then, um, don't take anything personal. Um, that was another thing that, that happened, you know, with me, uh, and especially this is my baby, right? I invented this thing. I created a company. I gave up my, my livelihood. So when things would go slow, I would take it very personal. Um, it's not personal. Um, and it, it took me a long time to come to that where it's just like, Hey, this is, this is the things that happen when, um, when a business is starting. And, um, I, again, I had some great mentors, some great investors that helped me to, um, understand that and, um, also say it's okay. You know, it, it'll be all right. We'll get through this. Um, and, and so like I said, that's, I don't, I don't know if, if that was great advice or not, but you know, make sure that you have your, your expectations that are, are realistic and then um, don't blame yourself or, or don't take it personal when, when things, when you struggle a little bit, um, you know, sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes it's just outside, you know, and, and the, the other thing is, and again, I'm sure that most of your listeners know this. If you think that you're starting a business without a tremendous amount of work, like stop, stop what you're doing. Don't do it. You know, the, uh, I've heard it before that, that, you know, entrepreneurs are the only people that will, um, you know, give up a 40 hour week, you know, to work 80 hours, you know, for the same amount of money. I mean, that's, that's who we are. Um, you know, the, 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 freedom is great. The, you know, the, the, um, the upside is, is tremendous being an entrepreneur, but the workload is, is huge. And so I, I've, um, I've talked with a lot of young people like, man, I would love to do this. I'm like, okay, do it. Like, you know, you're, you're working 40 hours. You still have probably another 30 hours. Go and go and do that thing. You know, if that's, if that's what you want to do, well, I don't want to work 70 hours a week. Well, then you're doing the, like, then, then stop, like go work for somebody that that's, that's a much better, exactly. that's a much better place for you. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, just be prepared for that. I mean, it's, and, and if you're not willing to grind it out like that, grind it, grind it, grind. This has been five, almost six years of nonstop grinding. And, uh, and, and we're still, you know, getting on Shark Tank, everybody would think, wow, you've hit it. That, like, that's the, that's the end. I'm like, no, I've, I'm on 20 airplanes in the next six weeks. It's, it's crazy. I'm still grinding and you still have to do it. So. Yeah. And I know that they saw into that and they saw that mentality and toughness that you have developed over this person career. And that's why they, I'm sure they invested in you. So hats off to you for oh, your success you. and credit and willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. So let's, uh, let's dive into your routine. Obviously you're managing and balancing a lot. So what is, what is a strategy or habit or a routine that you do on a daily, weekly or quarterly basis that helps contribute to your success that our listeners could apply? And then what's a resource 
that contributed to your success? Maybe like an app or a software platform or something that you use like on a daily or weekly basis that helps contribute and, you know, manage your time and contributes to your success. Well, I, I can tell routine you. routine uh, and yeah. resource. So my, uh, my routine is I'm an early riser. So I, um, I'm a 5 a.m. type guy. So I'm, I'm up um, and I start, I start answering emails almost immediately after. And again, I'm not saying any of this is healthy. So, you know, this is just, this is just what I do. And I'm not, again, I'm not making this as a suggestion, but I'm just letting you, I'll give you a little insight. But uh, yeah, I start answering emails, things like that almost immediately, you know, as I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. And, um, you, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I make it a point with my staff here to, to be one of the first people, if not the first person to arrive and the last person to leave. And again, I, I, it's not like a militant thing, but, um, you, you know, I, I want to set an example for them that, you know, I, I'm, I'm leading from the front and I'm not asking them to do anything that, that I want to. And they're incre- incredibly passionate about everything that we're doing. So it's not like I have to give them that rah, rah, rah speech all the time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm up early. I do a tremendous amount of travel still. Um, you, you know, we have positioned me as the face of, of FlexScreen, the in- inventor and things like that. So everybody wants, you know, they want to talk to me. This is still a new product in the window industry. You know, as we're talking to the big boxes, you know, things like that, they, I have to be involved. So I do a tremendous amount of travel. Luckily for me, um, as you know, over the last year, year and a half, I've been able to bulk my, my staff up. Um, to to be able to help me with that to the point where um, Nicholas, who was setting up this call, you know, he manages my schedule now. So, you know, I, I just simply can't keep everything straight just because of how busy it's gotten. That's a new, that's a very, relatively new um, side of things. I, um, you know, I don't, uh, the staff uses a, a lot of, of apps um, to, you know, keep their, you know, keep the business rolling, you know, as far as, because again, we do a lot with social media. So, you know, we use Sprout to do all of the, um, you know, the, the planning of, of the social media and things like that. We use monday.com as far as project management. Uh, again, two great platforms for, for those types of things. And I am, um, I, I hate to say it like this, but on those two platforms, I am the, the person that is there the absolute least. Like I hardly ever log in. Um, they're just, they're good for, for them um, to, to keep organized. Um, you know, we use, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank for the, the messaging software that, that, um, Slack. Yes, my one of my guys is yelling through the the the, the window. So we use Slack um, a tremendous amount to to just keep the communications open. And then for me personally, um, I had mentioned it before. My email, in a lot of ways, is my to do list. And so I'm I'm very diligent about clearing emails once they're answered, passing them on. You know, I delegate a lot out of necessity. You know, once I pass on an email, I no longer own it. Somebody else does. Um, and trusting my staff to be able to do that. So, and in between all of that, I try to um, work out every once in a while. So, you know, just to try to keep that, uh, you know, keep the juices flowing through the, the you know, keep a healthy physical um, side of things. So. I don't know if that answers your question. Like I said, my life yeah, is crazy right great. now, but it, but it, I, you know, we do fall into some, some routines, but they're, it's all over the place right now. Yeah, I gotcha. So Nicholas is your artificial intelligence and the other apps are um, for the other team, right? Monday and Slack and those things. So good for you, man. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, it's, it, you know, just because of our size, you know, I have that um, capability, but again, that's relatively new. Um, you know, we have manufacturing plans. So we have, 
you know, we have four manufacturing plants right now and there's probably, you know, this time of year, probably 60 to 70 people working in the manufacturing plants, but the home office uh, for, for a very long time was just me. So the manufacturing plants kind of did their thing. Um, they had to, you know, manage, you know, with the people and all that stuff, but the home office, the sales efforts, I had a couple independent sales reps and me. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the true like startup phase where it's, you know, you're chief cook and bottle washer and doing absolutely everything. And like I said, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, luckily I've gotten out of that a little bit over the last year and a half. So. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, well, Joe, I appreciate this time. It's been fantastic. I, I gotta be honest. When I first started this podcast, I, I did it sort of selfishly because I wanted to, you know, network and sure. um, with like-minded people, uh, other entrepreneurs, you know, three years ago. And it's just been fascinating and awesome. And this has um, been wonderful, our time together, because, you know, I, I do thrive on talking and networking with people like myself and business owners like you that have been there, done it, and I'm striving to achieve. So, you know, hats off to you for su your success and your Thank you. mindset and determination to be successful. And um, appreciate this time. It's been fantastic. And what I've noticed is I've interviewed and talked to people. Um, they all kind of have a theme that they live by, a quote that kind of drives and they reflect on often. Like, is there a theme to Joe's life or a quote that just like, you know, when all else fails, you know, the tough day, because as a, being an entrepreneur, you're on a roller coaster on a, almost on a right. daily basis. You can have the best day and the worst day all on the same day. Um, and But there's there's a common theme that always trends with all the entrepreneurs and business owners. Like, you know, whatever it takes, I'll be successful. Like, what is Joe's theme or, you know, quote or um, that you live by that keeps you keeps you grinding with that determination that you have? So I, I have the I have the cliche, you know, people are like, hey, how you doing? I'm living the dream, and and so again, that's so cliche, but there's there's so much truth to it that that is just um, like I am living my dream. Uh, there's not many people, and, and and I feel so fortunate. So even you know, even with the challenges that happen and all that stuff. I have a tremendous amount of gratitude that I am, that I do get to live my dream. There's not many people that get to invent something in the garage, you know, be able to commercialize it, start selling it, have some success, go on Shark Tank. Like it's like, come on, like this, I'm, I'm living my dream. So uh, that's the, that's the one thing, that, you know, but my, my internal motto that, that I go is, is that no one will ever outwork me. Uh, you know, in my industry, uh, you know, there's there's no one that that will work harder, that will do the things that I will do. No one will have the tenacity that I have. No one will um, just be, uh, you know, again, being on 20 planes in, in a couple weeks. You know, n there's no one in my industry that, that does that. So um, I, no one's going to beat me because of effort. That's 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 the thing that r that goes in, in, in my mind. So. Um, you know, and, and that would be, yeah, that would be my suggestion. You know, I, I talk about this all the time in, in our podcast, like live your, find your dream and then go and live it. I mean, that's the, that's the key to happiness. It really, really is. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I happen to be doing mine and has to be, you know, it's, it's window screens. <laughs> so, so that's no one else's dream. I guarantee it, but, uh, but that's mine. So. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, kind of going along with that. Uh, I do, um, Tim Ferriss, he has an awesome question that he asks a lot of his podcast guests that I have applied a few years ago. And um, you might have seen it and read it and thought about it for a second. But And it could be live your dream. But um, if you could have a billboard that the entire world could read, what would you like it to say and why? Yeah, kind of in closing it yeah and that, that, that would be it. Uh, again, I, that's, my, that's my universal advice to 
absolutely anyone that I talk to. You know, don't do don't open a business because you think that it's a great opportunity. Do it because you're passionate about it. Because the passion, the dream will take you so much further than an opportunity will. Um, and 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 that goes for absolutely anything. You know, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's just something you want to do on the side or a hobby or exercise or get help. You know, whatever your dream is, find that and live it. So that would be my billboard if I if I could do something really big. Live your dream. Awesome. Again, thanks again for your time on this podcast. It's been fascinating and fantastic. And I look forward to getting it out there and helping promote your name and your brand and um, spreading the word of Flex Screen. So Joe, it's been an honor. Thanks again for your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.